Got my eyes straight ahead, got my head in the game With the red light on, I'm just waiting for the change For far too long here in Queensland, the great, I call it great, maybe once was, great state that I live in, we've been letting things slide for far too long. Just just that blase, blase attitude, you know, it'll all be good, it's all good. It's all good, as they like to say. Uh, but just letting things slide. Something will happen and, ah, oh, it's all good. It'll, it'll all be fine. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, as long as it doesn't affect me too much, well, that's good. We can just let that slide. As long as it doesn't affect the, the ones that I love. Oh, it's sad when you hear about it happening to someone else. But, you know, it's all good. doesn't really matter. It's nothing to worry about. It's not going to affect me personally too much. But, you know, as I've spoken about before, you know, First they come for this group of people and no one says anything. Then they come for this group of people and no one says anything. And then they come for that group of people and no one says anything. And, you know, eventually they come for you and there's no one left to say anything because no one ever says anything. But reading these stories, I think, a little naive. So we've got this Queensland lawyer, fairly famous, O'Gorman. Fairly famous or well-known lawyer anyway. He's raised concerns of police surveillance of pro-Palestine demonstrators. But one thing, I think it's a little naive the way, he, the way he describes it. It's a little naive. I mean, this is, if he's concerned about this kind of surveillance, you know. <laughs> Let's read the article. So this comes out, prominent Queensland civil rights advocates have raised concerns about the photographing and surveillance of pro-Palestine protesters by the state's police force. You know, it, it is, I do find it a little, little disconcerting, I suppose, a little, a little humorous that everyone's so concerned about pro-Palestinian protesters. There wasn't quite the same amount of concern when it came to people who uh, were protesting against getting a little, little experimental jab put in you. No one, no one was really, really that concerned about that. But now we're concerned. Guardian Australia has seen photos and videos of Queensland police officers photographing protesters at a pro-Palestine demonstration in Logan in December. They've seen the photographs. Nick Outram, a legal observer for the volunteer group Action Ready, has attended several pro-Palestinian, pro-Palestine protests since November in Brisbane and Logan. He says he's also witnessed police writing down the number plates of cars with Palestinian flags on them. Wow, it's heavy stuff. We're concerned about the ongoing collection of data by police, what it's going, what's being used for, and how long it is stored. I'll tell you how long it's stored. It's stored forever. What do you mean how long it's stored? Once it's down in the digital world and out on the, on the intraweb, it's stored. It's there. It's, it's done. It's not getting deleted. Don't fool yourself. There's quite a risk already of being tainted with attending a protest that was completely peaceful. <laughs> yeah, okay. You would expect that there would be Full transparency. 
rather than hiding behind operational practice. Full transparency. Who's this fellow? Oh, has full transparency. Has he got no flipping idea? Full transparency. There's never, never going to be full transparency when it comes to policing, law enforcement in general. Never going to be full transparency, especially when you are conducting information gathering. Never going to be full transparency. And and how can there be? I mean, in all honesty, how can there be? They they need the information, and I'm not really not sticking up for Queensland Police here, but the, this is just the way it's going to be no matter where the what jurisdiction you're in. They need the information. They want the information. They're going to take it down. There's not going to be full transparency. And I don't understand, you know, he's seen people taking down registration plates of people with uh, Palestinian, pro-Palestinian flags and that kind of thing on them. Let me give you the hot tip. If it's gotten to the stage where someone in uniform or someone who's an obvious police officer, you know, maybe they're plain clothes, but they've still got the, you know, the belt and everything on, badge around their neck. If it's gotten to the stage where they are taking down details, registration and, and this kind of thing, well, you know, it's it's already been it's already been taken down by a dozen other police that you haven't seen. It's already been seen by the, you know, all the cameras that are hanging around with facial recognition on them. So if, if you're worried about the uh, the uniform copper who's taking down details, come on. It's already been taken down by a lot of other people. Going on with this article, the long-serving Vice President of Queensland Civil Liberties Council, Terry O'Gorman, says there is no justification for police filming peaceful protesters and police and the government should stop this immediately should stop this immediately i don't know whether they this has been going on for decades peaceful street protest is as much if not more a part of what constitutes a democracy than voting every three or four years it is a bedrock of democracy uh, o'gorman said the police monitoring protesters was reflective of the gradual tripping away at the right to peaceful protest throughout australia queensland has a history not too far in the past of police engaging activities, particularly in the 70s and 80s, where they totally shut down protesting. It is one thing for police to video a protest where there are arrests in order to get evidence for court cases, but to video as a matter of course is simply a return in another manner to the pr protest patterns of the 70s and 80s. The Greens MP, Michael Berkman wrote to the police minister in December, raising concerns about police deploying excessive surveillance tactics towards pro-Palestinian protesters and urging the government to end the practice. <sighs> yeah, the poor pro-Palestinian protesters. I mean, like I said before, a war going on, everyone's protesting. You have all these people that came from over the Middle East all out there protesting, waving their Palestinian flags. Do you really think they're great for this country? I don't think so. Like I said, if, you, if you're so concerned about Palestine, Palestine and the Gaza Strip, well, go back to Palestine and the Gaza Strip. If you want to take up arms, go back there and take up arms. Don't be protesting from the peace and safety of Australia. Don't be causing trouble in this country. And then whinging about it when police take down your details and acting all surprised when they're, when they're videoing 
and taking down registration plates. And for crying out loud, do you seriously think, seriously, that the uniform copper that takes down your details is like the only one? That's where it all ends. You've got all those cameras around everywhere in the CBD, in, in, in the city, facial recognition, taking down all the details, people sitting in offices, in rooms you don't even know about, monitoring cameras, watching, taking down details, taking down registrations. You've got covert operatives who are out there in the field taking down details, watching people. You've got teams out there. Don't be so flipping naive as to think that the uniform cops who are taking down a few details along the way, that they're the problem with the surveillance, that they shouldn't be taking down details. Because I tell you what, if if it's gotten to the point where the uniform copper is taking down details of someone and taking down the registration plates, it's I would bet there's something has happened, something has happened that has raised their raised suspicions within them, and that's the reason why they're taking it down. These are not innocent protesters but just don't be so naive to think that you know this is all going to stop if we just stand up and stand up and say oh the police have to stop this they've already got the details like tenfold it's it's a anyway this this whole story just kind of you know i mean it even goes on about saying i'm concerned about this excessive surveillance could discourage or limit free participation in peaceful protests i i I think I told the story about how I was sitting in a meeting a few years ago and uh, we, we'd done training with with um, with another other, a few, quite a few other government uh, organisations, uh, law enforcement organisations, um, you know, the feds are there, ASIO, uh, other surveillance organisations from Australia and we're also working with... Um, Oh yeah, the SAS. Yeah, can I? Anyway, so we were doing all this training with SAS, and at the end of it all, we're having a bit of a debrief. And then one of our uh, senior officers, who like very senior, was sitting down in in our in our office and talking about how nine eleven, nine eleven is in nine eleven in America had shaped the way we conduct surveillance and the way uh, the way Australia. Um, looks at views at its security risks these days. And that is when a lot of things have changed when it came to security, when it came to surveillance. Obviously, everything changed in the airports from then on. And, uh, and when they came to surveillance, taking down details, it was all used as, as an excuse. But what really concerned me was the talk had gone from, okay, so it was all brought in because obviously we had to, obviously, uh, you know, we had to protect ourselves from the the big bad uh, Muslim bomber. That's that's the excuse that's put out there. You know, we don't want people coming over here blowing up planes. But then everything was starting to change, and they were starting to be concerned over the people who were what they now formed, uh, what they now believed were going to be the new kind of radicals were people who would be what you would now classify as being on the far right, people who didn't really conform to society with that left-leaning point of view. 
which got me very at the time. I, I, and I think I expressed this. I, I was sitting there thinking, wow, it wouldn't be hard to uh, look at a lot of like some of my beliefs or a lot of the people that I know that are just Christians, and they would end up falling into uh, into that category. But this is where it's all going with surveillance. They they started back after after nine eleven. And they use that excuse to bring in excessive surveillance worldwide. And it's just continuing and continuing and continuing. And, and this is what we have in Australia now. And don't be so naive as to think that, you know, putting out a call and getting the uniform copper to stop taking down details isn't into it. They've already taken down your details probably tenfold through all the cameras that are in there, not to mention all the AI that's used with the cameras these days as well. And then you've got all the covert surveillance that's going on as well and covert surveillance teams. Get away from me with this rubbish about calling out. It's just, this whole story is just pandering, uh, you know, and raising concerns of police surveillance for pro-Palestinian demonstrators. It's just pandering to these Palestinian demonstrators. And I tell you what, these people who are out there protesting, the pro-Palestinian, pro-Palestine demonstrators. I would bet you a vast majority of them are anti-Australia Day. Guarantee it. They, they're out there protesting for Palestine, protesting against Israel. You know, Israel's not allowed to defend themselves. I would guarantee you a vast majority of them are going to be anti-Australia Day. They'll, the same people will be out there protesting against Australia Day standing up with the so-called, you know, Indigenous people, all the, like the Lydia Thorpes, and protesting, saying, oh, yep, get rid of Australia Day. Speaking of Australia Day, I'm going to do another podcast, just uh, going through some of my thoughts again regarding Australia Day and where I stand on the whole issue. Uh, anyway, that'll be later. So... We've got to talk about this, this story that came up. Now, I'd seen this article or a related article that came up uh, a little while ago talking about a public servant uh, who was employed in the police, uh, Queensland Police Service, but he was in the civil side of things. So he was a civilian employed in the, in the Queensland Police Service and uh, he'd been stood down and uh, he'd been charged with a few things. I didn't read too much into it because it, it seems like it happens every second week with some of these fellows. However, the story, the story has grown. We've got to look at this story. It is, it raises a lot of questions for me and I'll tell you why. I think it's not just the fact that these people were doing the wrong thing Obviously, they're just a corrupt family. Mother, mum, and dad teaching their son how to how to rot the system, how to get away with it. He, he, this father's probably a sport little brat, and they've just you know all they've done is just continue to show him that as he's grown older. The real question here, I think, is the Queensland government, and I've been talking about this quite a bit. Human resources, when it comes to hiring, they have a lot to answer for. They constantly, constantly make so many mistakes. I don't know whether sometimes I, I've had the thought is 
that some of it is done on purpose when it comes to hiring. And we we want to go and root out the people who are doing the uh, the unlawful activity. But then the people within human resources who make the decision to hire these people, they're never held accountable. And I think there's a lot of people within human resources that need to be held accountable because some of it, some of the hiring is blatantly overlooking red flags, blatantly. And you, you sit there going, how did you not see that? You did that on purpose? I, I'll go through this article first and then I'll tell you a couple of things that I've seen when I was in the police and I thought it just doesn't make sense why they do things. This story. So family ties, public servant, her husband and son face court over withdrawal of traffic fines. This this is infuriating because the amount of people that get in trouble, you know, you, they go on the spur system. You have these exorbitant fines and then you have the spur system. If you're not from Australia, spur, it's a government system. So if you can't pay the fine, you'll ring up this government agency, which I think is over overseen by um, the Queensland Revenue Office, I think. Um and, you know, they put you on a payment plan. The problem is the minute you're like a couple of days late or something goes wrong to your account, your account's overdrawn, they don't get the money, bam, you'll get you'll get another fine. You'll get a – you can even face getting arrested. Police will see you. You don't even realize that you're behind in payments. You can get in so much trouble. You end up in court for a government system that's just – Anyway, police are investigating several serving and former public servants within the Queensland Revenue Office over allegations they waived camera-detected traffic fines for themselves or people they know. One per public servant has been charged. So a public servant in the Queensland Revenue Office allegedly misused her position. Government computer and inside knowledge to wipe her son's three traffic fines in Queensland can reveal. In Queensland's the... Uh, publication I'm reading from uh the brisbane woman her son and husband have all been charged with a series of offenses as part of a queensland police investigation into the alleged cover-up the 43 year old woman who worked in the queensland revenue office has been charged with 11 offenses wow you go mama uh the the criminal charges includes three counts of misconduct in public office with benefit, with each carries a medium, oh, sorry, a maximum of seven years jail if convicted. Oh, I hope she gets the seven. Queensland Treasury confirmed several other QRO, Queensland Refu uh, Revenue Officers, former and current public servants from uh, have been referred to Queensland Police for investigation. It has... So we have been told the allegations relate to a a nest, a nest of former and current public servants who waived traffic camera detected fines for themselves and or people known to them. That's, that's very kind of them. The QRO administra uh, administers and manages fines, including camera detected offences, for example, red light, speed, seatbelt, mobile phone. You know, the new mobile phone fines where they're like over $1,000. And failure to comply with demand notice for overdue tolls. <clears throat> so we've been told the integrity, the integrity process within Treasury allegedly detected the, women, the woman's alleged 
actions involving her son's traffic fine. The woman, who was also a registered Queensland Justice of the Peace, resigned from her supervisor position last November, shortly after police charged her. Her son is a civilian employee with Queensland Police. He was suspended from his job in Operation Support Command. Operation Support Command. <laughs> I think that's the Umbrella Command. Uh, that my office that I was involved in sat under. <laughs> oh, crikey. Yeah, they've had a few issues. Uh, in October last year, after police laid charges, I to remember that. The 25-year-old was charged with six offences. These included knowingly making false declarations to his mother that he was not the driver, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, the woman's son was also charged with separate counts of dishonestly inducing the Queensland Revenue Office and Police Commissioner to reissue a photographic detection device notice, which both were lawfully entitled to abstain from doing. The charges arise from him allegedly declaring he was not the driver. One of her charges for misconduct in public office relates to information she allegedly dealt with between June 2022 and January 2023, being employed as a public public officer with intent to dishonestly gain a benefit for her son's details with information, namely traffic infringement policy. Uh, the woman is also charged with making false declarations before her husband uh, in relation to the son's traffic offences. She was also charged with two counts of allegedly misusing a restricted uh, government computer. Crikey. Uh, the woman's husband has been charged with two offences, making a false declaration in relation to the woman's son traffic infringement. Uh, so you know what they've done to get out of the fine because he's probably low on points. He's probably a P plater. So you don't get as many points. So what they've done, they've made a declaration saying, yeah, yeah, no, nah, dad was driving it. Dad's got, doesn't have these same issues with his license. He was dying. He was also charged with fraud, dishonestly inducing the Queensland Revenue Office to reissue a photographic detection. Uh, all three members of the family appeared uh, in the Brisbane Magistrates Court last November. A Queensland Treasury spokesman said in a statement the department was aware of a former staff member in the QRO had been criminally charged. Several other, this is this is what's interesting, several other former and current staff have also been referred to Queensland Police Service for investigations. All matter of alleged misconduct by public servants are immediately referred to the Crime and Corruption Commission, whom that's the ones I used to work for, in line with legislation and QT policies. So th this is the thing, okay. So as I said, so I worked with, I was uh, seconded, I was a Queensland police officer, seconded to the Crime Corruption Commission. We would be investigating, uh, besides the crime, you know, um, so we'd do organised crime, a lot of, uh, a lot of bikey crime, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, once crime hits... Um, at a certain dollar value, then they would they would take take that job. So, and a lot of organised crime, the counter terrorism, that kind of thing. Um, but when when it came to police misconduct and investigating other police, the thing is, I'd be looking at some of these officers we're investigating, and you'd be looking, going, how did they even get in the police force, the police service in the first place? Because you looked at some of their history, and there were so many red flags. I'd look through their history and go. 
you know, they'd send you a, a package and you read through, okay, this is the person we're investigating. This is what they've been, uh, this is the reason why. This is um, why we're investigating. This is what we think they've been doing. So, you know, you, you've got to go on out and your job is to get gather the evidence, basically. Uh, <clears throat> the, th the thing is, you'd look through their history and I'd, there was several people I'd be looking going, how did they even get into the Queensland Police Service in the first place? You know, you go through all this psychometric uh, evaluations, you look through all of their history, you look through their traffic history, um, their driving history, traffic history, you look through their, uh, you know, they look through their social media and everything. Um, and yet human resources, when it comes to hiring these people, supposedly could never pick up that, you know, oh, oh, she had a, look at that, her ex-boyfriend was uh, so-and-so. Oh, look at that. They had a drink driving charge from a couple of years ago. Look at that. They, you know, they may have a few issues in their past from not that long ago. All these red, flat, red flags would pop up and I'd always be wondering, how did they get past human resources in the first place? And this is the big issue, I think. I wonder whether human resources... Well, I just think human resources have a lot more to explain. They're not held accountable for some of the hiring that they do. They, Some of it looks to be blatantly obvious, and they've done it on purpose. They are hiring these people, and they need to be held accountable. They are the problem. Human resources are the problem. Either, they're, either they know about it because they're friends with them, or they're doing it on purpose because they want these types of people within the government. I don't know what it is. I think some of it verges on actually criminal behavior from some of these human resources people. And then some of the people that they overlook, the whole system is questionable. But hey, what would I know? I was just a baggy ass senior constable, as one of my work colleagues used to say. The system is broken here in Queensland, but uh, you know that's just uh, that's just my opinion. I think there's a lot more to answer. There's a lot more people that should be answering for what's going on, other than just the people who are committing these, uh, who are behaving in this criminal with this criminal action. The people in human resources, the people doing the hiring, the people making the decisions, the people who are overlooking the history of these other people need to. Uh, need to come in line. They need to be starting to answer for the decisions that they are making. When, when you enter the Queensland government, you have to do all this psychometric testing, evaluation. How, do, how does someone like this, how does a big group or how do they put it, a nest of people get through the psychometric evaluations? Surely, maybe the psychometric evaluations aren't worth a pinch of salt. That's just my opinion. Just fuel the desire that will take me higher I'm on fire because nothing's gonna bring me down Nothing's gonna bring me down Nothing's gonna stop me now No more deals to be done
Let's get my side.